0: You're listening to Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. This week we're talking about the kingdom as part of our Least of These series.
1: Absolutely. When we think about the kingdom of God, we recognize that the kingdom is something that we can experience in our lives, but it's also so much more than what we can see with our eyes or touch with our own hands.
0: Right, but it's also the kingdom that calls us to go. Yes. You know, we sit on these verses where Jesus talks about the kingdom is here and now, you know, but thy kingdom come, right? So the kingdom comes, but Jesus didn't come to sit on a throne as king. Right? The kingdom comes so that we can go out. So
1: what we're talking about when we talk about the kingdom, really, for me to begin is, how did I get here? Like, what called me into the kingdom? I know who did. Uh, It was Jesus that invited me in, and uh, he invited me into relationship with him. But then beyond that, he invited me into relationship with his people, with the body of Christ, with the church.
0: Right. So we're saying, what brought you here into the kingdom? Why did you stay And why does that matter?
1: It's such, those are really good questions, especially in light of the scriptures that we're looking at this week, both in Luke chapter 10 and in Mark chapter six, because those are accounts of Jesus sending people out to um, be uh, evangelizing those that they encounter to be in full-time ministry, whether that's preaching ministry, healing ministry, deliverance ministry. Uh, But as you and I have both testified already in, in our series, It's um, been the family of God that um, really kept us and helped us to grow into the Christians that we were meant to be. And uh, when we go out into the world, we have to ask ourselves, what are we inviting people back to? What do we have to offer as the church? Who are we as a people? And for you and I, Rob, we start with the question, what brought us here in the first place?
0: Right, and I love it as we look at those scriptures when Jesus sends folks out, you know, two by two to go out into the crowd. And uh, it's not just that he sends them out in this functional way, in this practical way. He does, because he's like, you know, heal those that are sick. Cleanse those that are experiencing leprosy, right? Raise the dead, like like there's transactional things happening here, but they're transformative. That's not just about going out and doing the stuff, but in the fullness of the kingdom, in the fullness of who Jesus is, I believe there's this also this moment where we get to do the stuff or see Jesus come and do the stuff in our midst. But then we get to live it out together in the kingdom.
1: That's right. So when I look into the word, Luke chapter 10... Starting um, at uh, verse seven, he's talking to the disciples about as like how they should live out amongst people. And he's not saying to them like set up a tent outside of town and go back to your tent every night, but like mm. live with people, like share their home, be in wow. relationship with them, break bread with them, sit around the table, and. You and I know in our studies that back in the day, in Jesus' time, they were not having like, they're not eating in the car on their way to church on a Wednesday night Bible study, you know, uh, rushing through it. But rather the meal was this, you know, hours long experience of sitting around a table, being close, leaning in shoulder to shoulder, you know, everyone reaching in and dipping their pita in the same hummus bowl. What if they double dipped? I don't know. But they weren't afraid to get close to one another.
0: Well, and I think we live in this world that's so connected. Right, and and we get that. We talk about that a lot. How connected we are through our devices and uh, just with technology, Uh, you know. We feel very connected, but in some ways, with each other, we feel pretty disconnected. And there's also this thing where we kind of look at our lives these days and say, "Well, it's not like it used to be. We're so busy now. You know, we're taking the kids here and we're we're doing this, and our schedules are so crazy. And uh, we almost come to this place where we're so connected." Through technology and, you know, through our devices, but then we sense this disconnection with each other and we kind of look at the world and say, well, the world's different and it's so busy. We we just don't have time for that.
1: You're right. And so when it comes to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is just so other than the world. Because uh, the kingdom of God does not conform to the pattern of the world. The kingdom of God always has time for double dipping with the hummus and the pita. The kingdom of God always has time for togetherness, holy togetherness. And in our experience, what that looks like is um, learning to um, find that holy community in the midst of what God is calling us to do.
0: Right. And and I think we get that, like, as believers and people that are walking with Jesus and learning about Jesus, I think we get that. I mean, there's books and books written about this podcast. We talk about this so much, the idea of Sabbath, of rest, about being connected and, and, and the world that we live in. And we get all this. And I think when we uh, hear this, something in us, it, it resounds like we know that this is true. But then sometimes we just then go on and we don't actually get there. So I wonder, what is it? How do we actually move from Uh, you know, being so disconnected from the kingdom, maybe, to moving into that rhythm where we're making room for the kingdom to live in fullness, where, you know, my schedule or all the stuff I have to do, whether that's in my daily life or in my family or even in my ministry, how how do I move past the to-do list into the kingdom where uh, we spend time and get to know each other? How do we actually do that?
1: Well, I think it just starts by making the next best choice. So sometimes I wanna make a whole big comprehensive plan with all these moving parts and revamp my whole life to shape around it, but that's not practical. I think sometimes it just starts with doing the next best thing. And maybe the next best thing is today, I don't eat lunch at my desk in my office on the fourth floor. I take my lunch and I walk down social anxiety or not, awkwardness or not, and I eat lunch in the lunchroom at a table, maybe I I make a plan with a friend to say, hey, um, I'm going to go down to the lunchroom. Do you want to sit with me? And, you know, I've got one person I know, and we just make a friend. Could it be something as simple as that?
0: Well, and maybe that begins with just the one person that we have opportunity to engage in front of us, whether that's our coworker. You know, whether that's, whether that's one of our kids, you know, I was thinking yesterday, when's the last time I just took my oldest son, Jonathan, just out to do something that uh, he loved to do and just sharing that moment with him.
1: Because the beauty of that, it isn't in trying to find the perfect thing or the most, you know, Instagrammable thing or whatever the case may be that's going to rock his socks off. It's, you know, the two of you going for a drive and getting a drink and talking and laughing about his day. And when you see his face light up because he's telling you something funny that happened to him, there's joy in that moment in sharing life together.
0: Right. And we ask the question, what brought you here? Uh, But also, why does it matter? And maybe that's what keeps you coming back right is, is that connectedness
1: i think it is because the promise of the gospel is um christ in me the hope of glory it's that um uh, that for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him doesn't perish but lives forever. But this idea of like never having to live alone, but always living forever connected with Christ. It like um it it is that terrible loneliness that comes um from just living in a, a world that is technologically connected, but in terms of holy togetherness is just an absent. And so I think about how knowing that when we are born again, that the Spirit of God comes to live in me, right. and the Spirit of God in me witnesses with the Spirit of God in you. So there's right. such a there's such a joy for believers in fellowship. There's such a joy when you get to share with somebody about knowing Jesus or something crazy he did for you last week, whether the person you're sharing with knows him yet or not. They're like, huh, I didn't, God, I didn't know you were a Jesus person. And then right. you get to begin to share that joy. I think it's really beautiful. And maybe the go could be as simple as that.
0: Right. And I think this idea where Jesus is like, I, I have some water for you that when you drink of it, you'll never be yes. thirsty again in this invitation. You know, I have some bread for you when you eat it. You'll never be hungry again. That there's a connectiveness in the kingdom uh, between us and Jesus through his Holy Spirit. And then uh, between each other as brothers and sisters in the kingdom where uh, we get to taste of something that truly satisfies. And it's a connectiveness that doesn't exist in the world like that. Connectiveness in the world really is just a false image of what God has to offer.
1: Sure. So when we think about um, Scripture and we focus back, especially on uh, Mark chapter six, when Jesus is sending his disciples out, like the people that have been rocking and rolling with him for like the last couple of years, and they've been spending every day with him, and they, you know, have been discipled by Jesus the Christ. He says to them, he doesn't, like, tell them to, like, fill all these suitcases full of supplies and VBS kits and, you know, extra pairs of clothes to give out to people that need. He said, don't take a bunch of stuff because, you know, the best thing that we have to offer (laughs) when we go is we have what we have to offer lives within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's, I want to tell you what the Lord has done, what the Lord has done for me. He lifted me from the miry clay oh, what a happy day. I want to tell you what the Lord can do, what the Lord can do for you. He can take this life that you're living now and make it anew. And that's that's the go of the gospel.
0: Thanks for listening. To hear this week's full episode of Wonderful Words of Life, subscribe to the show on iTunes or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.